0: We're going to take communion soon, but I just want to talk about something that relates to what Sarah was talking about there. Last time we did communion, I spoke about one of the keys to the kingdom. You remember that? You remember that? Can you remember what the key was? So interesting, looking around, Sarah just straight away said, honour. Now i there's the key because she picks up very quickly, what God is saying doesn't mean that everything is said is correct, but some people, like she said, have lost it by the time they get to that lane, the end of the laneway down there. I spoke about the honour key. This generation could be described as a generation without honour, that specifies to the key that has been misplaced in society or totally lost. Jesus gave the answer when he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. And he said, I will give you the keys to the kingdom. Who wants the keys this morning? And he said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And when you look at the translation to this, it talks about the raising up and the taking away. The raising up of your voice and the taking away. In other words, you, when you speak, you are either binding or loosing. Jesus said, I will give you the keys. I will give you the keys. He said this to the church. The only organisation on the earth that has any uh, uh, authority to deal with what is going on is the church that Jesus is building. And I believe that we are part of the church that Jesus is building. We're not it, we're part of it. And we need to make sure about that. Jesus said, I will give you the keys. And he said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Do you know where I got my message? I went to the football yesterday. <laughs> we got to talk to, about the footy because I went with some very funny guys. I went with Lenny and Mark, Geelong and Carlton. One barracks for Geelong, the other barracks for Carlton. I sat in between and I was the umpire. And Kevin came, Geelong supporter. Peter came down there in the back. And he also is a Geelong supporter. I was neutral on this occasion. (laughs) Got into bed at 2.45 this morning. And Lenny, when we came to our place, some really funny things happened. I've got to tell you about this. (laughs) Because Lenny felt quite rejected when he walked out of the MCG and we're at the tram stop. And Lenny felt rejected by us all. And he befriended these Carlton supporters. Anyhow, we were just taking the absolute mickey out of him. And this girl said to him, hey mate, you need to find new friends. He said, those blokes are, now I can't tell you what she said. (laughs) But we were giving Lenny a hard time. It was just, it was so funny. Anyhow, that's not what the message is about. When we got home, I dropped uh, Kevin off, I dropped Mark off, and we went back to our place to pick up Lenny's car, and Lenny had lost his keys. 2.45 in the morning, so I gave him my truck car, and he drove off, but this is the point. You can have your car, if you lose the keys, you can't do a darn thing, and I believe that we have misunderstood what the keys to the kingdom are, and quite often have quite honestly, lost them. Sometimes your Christianity is not working. Corporately, it seems like the church has lost the grace to prevail and the grace to govern. And that's what it's like in this past generation. We've lost our way. But God is going to give back the key back to his sons and daughters. And it's like, you know, with Sarah, when she was little, she didn't have the keys, But as she has matured into the person that she is, God has given her certain keys. And this is what we're looking for. Sometimes it seems like doors are shut because we've got to find the key to open the doors. You don't give the keys to your children. God wants us to come to a place of stature and maturity in our faith where God will give us the keys. Amen? You know what I mean? You know, it in the old days when you were 21, you know, uh, you, they used to give, they'd have a big 21st. It was sort of like rite of passage and they would give you a key and everyone would sign the key and give it to you because that was a sign that you are now ready for the keys. But in this society, that has been lost. God wants to give us the keys back. Amen. God wants to give you the keys. So sometimes it seems like our Christianity is just not working. It's like we seem to be losing ground. It's like we are locked in and sometimes our prayers are not being answered. I want to teach you a very important key this morning. And it is in Matthew chapter 18 verse 15. If there is a title to this little communication message... It is the keys to the kingdom, part two, which is the spirit of agreement. Because the spirit of agreement, finding the spirit of agreement, is a supernatural key to the kingdom, and you read about it in um, in Matthew chapter fifteen, and it goes. It, it's really about. It's really about. Uh, Actually, I won't get get too far ahead of myself. It says in verse 19, Again, if I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. In other words, when we come together in the spirit of agreement and God is there, something will happen. Listen to this. I'll read it again in the next verse as well. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they asked, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For, two, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. This is what we really need to guard in the house is the spirit of agreement. Because when we pray together, and when we are in our agreement in our heart things can begin to move. A couple of thoughts on this. first, when we are in agreement with God and in one and one another, the kingdom of God will continue to agree to advance and we will experience answered prayer and miracles. Let me say it again, when we're in agreement with God and one another. The kingdom of God will continue to advance and we will experience answered prayer and miracles. I told you about how my friend in Bendigo had the kidney failure happening and God did something so supernatural to bring myself and Lynn and my friend into an agreement with God. It was the weirdest thing. You know, this girl, she had kidney failure And uh, she called out for us to pray. She sent a message and uh, she said, is there anyone in Bendigo that can pray for me? And uh, I've got a friend up there called Jason. And uh, what happened is we couldn't get in contact with her after that. And I know what happens when people have got kidney failure. They can just slide away very quickly because she'd said in a message just get him to call. I'm too weak to answer the phone. So, do you know what we did? I, I, Lynn and myself were in the car and I rung... I, I said, I'm going to do a welfare check. And I rung the police in Bendigo. And I said, Will you go and do a welfare check? And this guy, he says to me, read the message that the girl sent you because he said we can't respond to every, um, you know, welfare request. So what happens... As Linda and myself are in the car, we're very worried about our friend. We ring the Bendigo police station, and this constable says to us, read the message, read the message to me. And I read it to her, and he this is what he said. You pray in the tongue. That's what he said to me, policeman. You pray in the tongue for 20 minutes, and he said you'll give her a call back. And you never know, you might find that uh, she'll answer the phone and that she's in Bendigo and being completely cared for. In hospital in Melbourne, rather. This is what he said. And Lynn and myself, Lynn's a details person, you can see. And I kept I kept saying, what did he say? And she said, I think he said pray in the tongue. I didn't know which tongue that was. So we just answered and we prayed in tongues for the next 20 minutes and we wrung her back and she said, this is what she said 20 minutes ago I felt strength come into my body. Yep. And I knew then. see God had brought us into a place in the spirit. He'd brought her into the place in the spirit and, the, and, the, and we just prayed and I said something's going to happen. And know I sent her a text yesterday. now we're about 10 weeks in and the, you know what had happened her kidney had failed. they'd said it's failed. And you're going back on dialysis because she had a mother's kidney given to her 12 years before. And that kidney is now uh, 90 years old. And they, they'd done a scan and they'd done a biopsy and they said the kidney's gone. Anyhow, yeah, we prayed. And as soon as we prayed, something happened. And the kidney began to come back. She's 10 weeks later, uh, later and... Uh, I texted just the day before yesterday, and she said, thanks for praying for me. And she said, she's just getting healthier and healthier every day. See, the thing is, you've got to come into agreement with God. And we had to get into agreement together. And it was like this police constable, by what he said, he just pulled us up into the spirit, and we were able to pray. And now I rung him back. I rung him back after I'd spoken to her. And he picked up the phone. I said, you were right. She was in Melbourne. And she's okay. She's been cared for. And he said, yeah, I thought that might happen. Is that kind of weird? Can you think of a policeman that would tell you that? But that is what happened. If two of you agree with any one thing, it shall be established, both negative and positive. We release the kingdom of God by the way that we love, by what we believe and what we say. That is how we release the kingdom. See, it is the discussions afterwards that can rob you. Number two, we need to keep our agreement with God. But when we become offended, we fall out of agreement with not only God, but one another. This is true. Can I say it again? We need to keep our agreement with God. But when we become offended, we fall out of agreement with not only God, but one another. And if you actually look at the context of the passage that I just read you, it is to the how that we need, it's, it's really about people, you know, coming into a disagreement and falling away. The prophet Amos asked a question, and he says, how can the two walk together unless they agree? They can't. Now, Linum myself, just in the managing of our home, have a lot of different discussions that we just don't agree on things. Anyone else relate to that? Come on. Yeah, come on, Kevin, come on. Oh, just... (laughs) How can the two walk together unless they are agreed there's this spiritual agreement agreement between me my wife and God that's how it works between brothers and sisters in the church and God that's how it works in the same chapter just a couple of verses later it says surely the lord does nothing unless first he seeks to his speaks to his servants the prophets So when the prophetic word comes, it was like the guy that gave me the prophetic word was that constable on the phone that brought me into an agreement with God. So when the prophetic word comes, we line ourselves up with God as saying, and we own it, and we respond the way that we should. We must come into agreement with God if things are gonna change. Maybe the reason we're in trouble the reason that our prayers are not always answered, the reason the church is not prevailing the way it should, and the reason we feel that we are not totally free is because we've lost our keys. Demonic powers will come and try and bring you into disagreement. Be careful with what you agree with, particularly during this time on planet Earth particularly when it comes to other people and others who belong to our church because there are two forces. There is honour, which means to see the God part in them, to believe the best, and there is accusation and they are different forces. What should we agree on? We must agree, come into agreement with God. Ecclesiastes, 4.9-12 Four, nine to 12 says a three braided cord a three braided cord is not easily broken in other words when we stand together and pray and we believe and God is in that it is very very hard for the demonic to get in there and mess that up so it's his word his spirit and it's me his word his spirit and you that is that three braided cord now here's a couple of things we should agree that we we must agree with God second we must agree on purpose three we must agree on the word that's coming into the house but you know even when you're hearing something like this everything about it's not perfect you've got to pick it up what God's saying you know because it comes through a human vessel Remember, the demonics wants to come in and shut things down. Sarah spoke about the parable of the sower, most important parable in the Bible. In fact, if you can understand the parable of the sower, it will unlock every other parable. That's that's true. You unlock the parable of the sower and you'll be able to understand every other parable. So we must understand what God is saying to this church. I remember some of our indigenous friends. This is an incredible story. You remember Neville from up north who came uh, down to our conference here and we sent him to the School of the Prophets. And when he came back, he was speaking the word that he had heard in Malaysia. And he told me about it. He said, I was in the hall and he said, a fox came right into the hall and there was a crumb or a piece of bread in front of the pulpit, and the fox came right in and took that food and took it out. I knew what God was saying straight away, that the enemy comes to rob, to kill and destroy, and had come to steal that word. Go back and study the parable of the sower this week, and you'll understand exactly what I mean. Because the only thing that is going to change our world is the word that is coming to heaven for us. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that is proceeding from the mouth of God. It's what God's saying to you. You must get it. Hang on to it and believe and come into agreement with it and God will turn things around for you. Now listen, if there is no preceding word, you are already dying on the inside. It's incredible what you talked about, Sarah. People can be dying on the inside. And the church can be dying. Because the preceding word is rejected. The word of God's living, it's powerful. And you know, when you walk away from here this morning, you should have a sense, I heard God. But if you reduce it to a message then do you know what happens? The enemy has already come to rob that word from you, to steal that word. Number four, we must eventually come into agreement with the how, the what, and the why that we are doing this. I'm talking about church. We must come into agreement with the how, the what, and the why. doesn't mean we're always going to get it perfect. But we can't major on the minors. We've got to major on the majors because that fox will come right in to the house of God. Imagine that, a fox comes in and he walks down here. I knew when that man rung me and told me what had happened, that that word was going to come under an intense attack. See, it's the word that's coming from heaven that will change your life. We must eventually come into agreement with the how, the what, and the why. How can the two walk together unless they agree? Don't major on the minors. And the bottom line is this. The bottom line is this. Repentance will get us everywhere. Repentance is being willing to change our attitude to the word, to what's happening. Repentance is changing our heart to other people. You know, God's calling his church back to repentance now all over the globe. Do you know why the globe, the Western society is in a mess and probably even coming under judgment, I would say? Because we haven't, we have not attended and responded to the word the way that we should. It's really the reality. God's doing something. God wants his church back. God wants hearts that when the word comes from heaven, you go, I know that's God. And you're able to respond. God does not only just want strong minds and informed minds, he wants transformed lives. And the only way that your life will become transformed really is in the presence of God. When that word comes into your heart, And you receive it with joy. And you hang on to that thing. You hang on to that word because that word is life for you. This is the only way people are going to prevail into the future. People with opinions are going to get shaken until their opinion doesn't matter anymore. But people with the word on the inside of them are going to prevail into the future. may not be easy because, you see, you see... And I want to say this again to our young people, you've got to learn to hear the word because you are trained not to hear. And it's all of us, really. Amen. Mums and dads, raise your kids well. Raise your kids well. We're not having Sunday school at the moment, and maybe we never will again because I believe that Sunday school is a babysitting club where mums and dads need to be. Did you hear what God was saying in church this morning. I tell you, this is where we need to go. I'm not saying we won't, but I'm saying mums and dads, be responsible. Well done, Michael and Yvonne. And well done, everyone else that's got their kids through. I tell you, it's not easy because the fox is coming right into the house. Amen. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you so much for that word that Sarah brought. And th- thank you so much for the abundance of the word that you've you've released into this house if i go back a little bit for, further and the reason that i wanted to talk about this for communion it says if your brother or your sister sins against you don't go and tell him his fault between you and him alone or, or it says sorry it says go and tell him and if he hears you you've gained your brother But if he won't hear you, take with you one or two more. air communion guys here. Good on you. Thank you. That by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. Boy, that's full on, isn't it? But if he refuses to hear the church, let him to you be like a heathen and a tax collector. By the way, we don't make a habit of doing this. But the point is there because it's talking about how people have fallen away, and it says, "Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven." Again, I say to you that if two free, or three of two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it'll be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name. I am there in the midst of them. Father, I pray that you'd really give us the spirit of agreement. The spirit of agreement that there would be a powerful unity and oneness in our lives. That was the word that came when David Vacca came here. This is what's needed, amen. God, help me to come into agreement with you the way that I should. Help me to come into agreement with my husband my wife, our leadership. Lord, help us to come into agreement with what you want in the future. Amen. And remember, the bottom line has just been willing to change. So when Lynn and myself have had strong, colourful discussions, this is one of the things that both of us have always just kept this rule there. We're going to not let this break our agreement because that's how the enemy comes. Amen. Why don't you stand and uh, come and take communion?